You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So before we got started with our guests, Morgan Knudsen and Jay Randall Murphy, we were talking about what old people talk about, like me, aches and pains. So you've all probably had this, or a lot of you. I'm currently working out of one eye. The other eye had some kind of weird infection. It's not the creeping rot, okay? I understand some people think it might be. It is not the creeping rot. It is just, you know, an eye infection. I'll be able to see in a few days. It's fun to drive around. I know that people who have can only have one eye or one eye that works know how to do this. But, of course, I don't. So I'm learning because I'm right eye dominant and it's the right eye. And I'm kind of sitting here with eye drops and all that other stuff. And there you go. Anyway, last week we had a really fascinating episode because we were talking about an organization I think is an unsung hero in the making, in the field, the Scientific Coalition for Ufology. And we've got a whole bunch of affiliates, members, and I looked at this and I said, my heavens, we got a lot of these people on the show. You know, like Chris Rutkowski, Alejandro Rojas, Mark Rodiger, Kevin Randall, many, many, many times. Paul Kingsbury, I'm just going through the list. Richard Hoffman last week. Mark D'Antonio, okay. James Clarkson was on. I mean, we've had a lot of people. Yeah, it's like they've almost taken some of the best of the best of the ufology community and put it together into an organization that is really making an effort to put some critical thinking and academic perspectives into the field. It's some some pretty good stuff. That's what I really enjoy about the, uh, especially with Hoffman on uh, the last episode, was the fact that he's looking at it very factually. Um, he didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, extreme guesses or ideas in that way. It was, it was. Uh, he, he approached it from a very logical and uh, critical thinking uh, standpoint, which I, I really appreciated. That. Yeah, absolutely. Um, watching a couple of, or listening to actually on the YouTube, a couple of your presentations, and there was some video there as well. You tend to really resonate with that sort of an approach yourself. Yeah, very much so. And uh, it, it allows people to start parsing this information out without any um, bias and just folklore-based beliefs. And to me, that's really important because I think if we want to get to the bottom of a lot of the things that are going on, especially nowadays, because there, there's so much out there, there's so much information out there, you, you've got to really be able to break this stuff down into a very palatable formula for, for people that, that doesn't have a lot of that uh, sort of folklore thrown into it. And, and it I mean, things like folklore have their place, but when we're talking about phenomenon like this and we're talking about the, the true study of parapsychology, you know, there, there comes a point where you know, you've really got to start to look at the facts, and, and that's what we try to do. Let's get started at the beginning, which is always a good place. Morgan, what led you to pursue this kind of study? For me, it was, it was really interesting, actually, because uh, when, I was, when I was really young, I was probably about eight or nine years old, uh, I saw a documentary on TV with, with two investigators who I, who I still 
just adore, uh, Lloyd Auerbach and Kara Gaynor, they were presenting this information in such a, uh, a factual and intelligent manner. And it really caught my attention even at that age. We were having some interesting experiences going on in, in, in our house at the time that I couldn't, I didn't understand. I mean, I was too young. But it wasn't until much, much, much later uh, when I uh, formed uh, Entity Seeker Research and Teachings with Stephanie Wirtz that I found out in my history, uh, my great-great-grandfather founded the first paranormal association in Canada. But I didn't know that until about six years into doing this. So that was kind of interesting. Was that meant as a family secret or did they talk to you about this interest? No, it wasn't a family secret, I don't think. But it it was funny was the fact that they, they, nobody really spoke about it either. It, I mean, like it was when we we found out. Uh, my mom had found out, and uh, when she asked for the information, the information was there, but it wasn't offered. <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know, it wasn't offered, and you know, and they all knew, you know, what what I was doing for a living and things like that. So uh, it was it was interesting. So it wasn't necessarily a secret, but it wasn't something that was on the table either so i don't know yeah you can kind of draw your own conclusions i guess about that what kind of studies did you have in school uh it was interesting when i started uh into the parapsychology stuff when i was in uh i was well still in in junior high and high school and there wasn't a whole lot available you know at that time it was you, you were looking at books and and reading as much as you could so you started with that kind of thing. And then, you know, once I got into my great-great-grandfather's work, there's a lot of study in that. And now there's courses all over the place. And uh, the, my, my favorite course actually that I've taken, which is, it's kind of funny, is uh, one called Paramook. And I every year it's... It, sort of all the parapsychologists will come in and, and join in on this this class because all of these incredible university professors come in and teach you. We all sort of sit down. It doesn't matter at what level you're at or where you're from. There's there's people from all over the place and we come and sit and, uh, we, you know, we listen to people like Dr. Ed May and uh, uh, Dr. Morris Friedman and, and all these all these different amazing, uh, amazing uh, minds. And uh, so... It, yeah, it's it's really cool to see what uh, what's been offered. Where does that happen? That actually happens online. It's a um, it's a it's a global course, and uh, which was great because there's people from all over the world. Like we've had people from you know India come. We've had people from uh, uh, you know New Zealand and all, you know all of these different places. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's all it's all on online. It's a, a digital class, what they call a MOOC. So it's a, a what it translates into massive online classroom and we, yeah, we all get together every year. There's actually tomorrow is the, no, Saturday, sorry, is the first opening session of this year. So we're all looking forward to it. Well, of course that would have happened yesterday. Yes. It was a great session. Totally great session. You know, it's all that time travel stuff. I'll tell you. What's the time zones? It's the portals. It's the slip, exactly. it's a slipstream <laughs> effect. The slip state, there we go. That's what it is. It's actually the speed force. That perfect. See, that's what we were missing. We should explore the speed force, not just in the comic books. In reality, I don't know why I'm doing this. Seriously speaking, though, have you had any unusual experiences that led you into a direction to really continue these studies more intensively? Yeah, I think probably one of my, my first encounters uh, when I was when I was that age, when I was nine, I think that was what really spurred me on. I was uh, we were living in this townhome in uh, BC at the time in Vancouver, and uh, 
I had a, a really fast, like fascinating, terrifying at the time, but fascinating incident where I I heard somebody downstairs, and I thought my you know my parents were up. I mean, I was nine or whatever, and I came downstairs and the light was on in the kitchen, and I you know I thought okay, well somebody's up, and I could hear somebody like you know wandering around the kitchen, and uh, I came downstairs and you know said hello, and as soon as I said hello, the sound just everything just stopped. And my gut instinct told me that's, that's not my parents in the kitchen. There's, there's somebody, there's somebody in there, but it's not my parents. And I was, I was terrified. I thought somebody had broken into the house and uh, I went to reach for the, uh, the light in the living room and tried to turn that on and the light wouldn't go on. And I heard somebody coming out from the kitchen and it was this sort of opaque shape and it rushed at me. It scared me so badly. I ran back up the stairs. Apparently, I called for help. I have no memory of doing that at all. Um, my parents came downstairs. And, uh, my dad had an old billy club that had uh, uh, that he'd gotten from his brother. His brother was a police officer, and he he went into the kitchen. He was expecting somebody to 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 be in the house, and there was nobody there. What was interesting was he went to turn the living room light on and it turned on with no problem. It terrified me so badly, but at the same time, I couldn't put it down afterwards. I, I was fascinated. I, I couldn't figure out what I experienced. And it was it, that really kicked off my interest. We've got more to come. Morgan Knudsen. And a little bit later in the show, we'll tell you about Morgan's book. Fascinating book. You'll want to hear more about it. With Gina Randall, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855 84 9702 now and mention my name scott bauer and we will rush you the guide call 855-844-9702 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible call 855-844-9702 now and start learning to trade the right way simply call 855-844-9702 prosper with options stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. should mention here that when Randall does that echo effect, it's not the $1.98 echo machine. He's really going <laughs> into the speed force to do it. Oh, well, you know, that makes sense now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll go with that. Actually, I could have had a, a really high-tech echo hooked up if I had wanted to because I put together a new uh, sound system on my other computer recently, and it had real a real microphone instead of the one I'm using now, uh, a Shure SM57, and it took me a couple of days to figure it all out. And uh, But boy, I could put all kinds of effects on here now if I really wanted to, but today I'm back on the old blue, and... That really was my dollar ninety nine echo. <laughs> I have a sure SM fifty eight, which is the vocal sure? mic. Everybody has those, I think. I've got a couple of them, but my mixer is in storage now, so I, have, I don't break it out. But I do have it. Yeah, I really like the the Sure microphones. Though. They're they're a good brand, and uh, they're and they're reliable too. They're pretty durable and they're reliable, so. <laughs> Well, that's something else we should get into, too, as we uh, progress through the show, is that you are involved in some production work as well. Yeah, yeah and So we'll have to get into that. But uh, just returning briefly to your experience now, I'm fascinated by pretty much all things paranormal, but mainly my interest is in ufology. 
But of course, it's associated so much with the parapsychological that, well, things overlap a lot. And so you hear these stories about like shadow people. It almost sounds like this thing you saw was like what they call a shadow person. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it a shadow person because usually those are, are typically darker, but the, this one was a little bit more light and uh, opaque looking. So uh, it was typical, like often typical for for uh, sightings of things like apparitions and whatnot. I mean, looking back, it was pretty shocking. <laughs> you go downstairs and it was like five in the morning, you know, and that happens and you're not expecting it. And yeah, at that age, of course. And at that point, too, I mean, I had no idea what I was looking at, you know. That's really interesting, though. So, so it was a light-colored opaque, but you were, weren't able to make out any features on it, or was it just roughly the shape of a like a human being, or or what? Yeah, actually, roughly, very roughly the shape of a person, very roughly. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, you, you'd even it would even be hard pressed to shape to say it was shaped like a like a person. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't defined like that but it was uh yeah it was really it was interesting i'll definitely never forget it that's for sure about what year would that have been oh oh my god approximately early 90s oh early 90s so that's actually i would say yeah fairly recent compared to what i was thinking you know um it might be that is so yeah cool okay so where were we you then after that you uh, teamed up with one of your friends and created a kind of an investigative group and then started investigating other people's experiences. Yeah. I mean, Steph and I were, uh, we, we grew up, well, we, I mean, we grew up together. Stephanie was amazing. She, uh, she had a muscular dystrophy and, uh, she and I connected really, really quickly and just, we had so many shared interests and whatever, and her, her courage and her, her stamina and and her her mind was just so amazing to me that we we connected really fast and we spent a pretty much our our childhoods and into our teenage years reading and doing literally doing this and and trying to understand the phenomena. I mean we 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 didn't go to the school dances we didn't go like nothing like that right it was all uh, this is this is what Steph and I we just lived and breathed this you know, in, in the good sense, we, we didn't get in any trouble really, but, <laughs> but this is kind of where our life went. And uh, when we decided to uh, put Entity Seeker together, we intended it to be the idea that we were going to be investigating this phenomenon. What we found was that it was really about the inner work for us and how the inner work and the experiences were completely related. So it was a really transformative experience. Related in what way? That's that's really interesting. Oh yeah, it's 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 incredible, and and it, be, it actually became the the formula for our program, teaching the living, which is now in psychology programs and social work programs and whatnot here in Edmonton. And uh, teaching the living is we realized that the state of mind that people were in uh, was directly connected to the type of phenomenon that they were experiencing. And once we realized that, we realized just how important our inner work really was and uh and that was ultimately the key to helping the clients and whatnot that we were dealing with and so once we kind of saw those patterns we couldn't unsee the patterns and then we started studying them across the globe and when we started to look at them globally we began to see no this isn't just here this isn't just us there's a there's a a rhyme and a reason to this and uh when we started to understand sort of where the core of this stuff starts uh it really changed how we did things and then 
that's when the rest of the world kind of began to catch on. And that's how Teaching the Living was born. So the kind of connections that you're talking about then aren't so much, say, uh, connections between the phenomena in one case and the phenomena in another case, but what the phenomena or the kind of phenomena seems to be in relation to the life situation of the experiencer? Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah, I think, I think you're onto it. Like, it's almost like every situation has kind of gotten emotional resonance. And what we've discovered is that the people that have, you know, people that typically call us for, uh, you know, for, for bad cases, like things that would just scare the, the crap out of most people, uh, the really negative stuff and whatnot, what we've discovered is the fact that it oftentimes genuinely reflects their state of being and it, like they, the person's state of being. And once we started to realize that, and we started to, we started to study something called blue zones. And blue zones were designated by uh, a fellow by the name of Dan Butner from National Geographic. He was a freelance journalist. And uh, he basically, they basically started to designate the happiest places in the world. And there was places like Sardinia, Italy, and Icaria, Greece, and uh, Okinawa, Japan, and all of these different places. And when we started to look and take a deep dive into the paranormal phenomenon in some of these places, it was very, very different from even different like you, places in the West, um, where we had, you know, people here that were experiencing some really, really terrifying stuff, and were under some extreme stressors. So we had people that, like in the West, for example, we we don't get a whole lot of people being, um, you know, prizing joy. Where in somewhere like Ikaria, Greece, or Okinawa, Japan, meditation and joy and things like that is a big deal. And what we realized was the fact that the people that were, were experiencing the stressors and, and whatnot here were the ones that were running into problems with this, this negative activity. And you go to a place like Okinawa, Japan, and you start talking about some of the horror stuff that goes on you know, in some of the Western places and whatever, and they don't have a clue what you're talking about. They just they don't experience it in the same way. So it was, it was very interesting to us. So let me ask you here, and we're going to split to another segment in a moment. Are we saying here that the experiences are different in different parts of the world or the expectations and the way they are described are different in different parts of the world? just want to clarify that, but we'll do it in our next segment because we have to take a few pieces of business here. So we have Morgan Knudsen. We have Jay Randall Murphy. We sometimes have Gene Steinberg nursing his bad eye. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump has told a gathering of Jewish Republicans in Las Vegas he's a good friend of Israel's and will still be after he wins the 2020 election. Shabbat Shalom. He told the crowd of Jewish Republicans that unlike his predecessors, he keeps his promises, moving the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem and, more recently, recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. We did a great job, and we feel great about it. He said Democrats would leave Israel out there, and he accused them of harboring anti-Semites, and not more forcefully condemning liberal critics of Israel. Now the Democrats have even allowed the terrible scourge of anti-Semitism to take root in their party and in their country. This is USA Radio News. Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power and Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. Gold is a better way. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. The book may not be for you, but the tens of thousands who've read it have been blown away to learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. We're so confident this book will change the way you think about investing. We've purchased a 1,000 copies from the publisher and are giving them to serious investors. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, we'd like to send you your copy. Just text the word BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. You can buy it on Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, or text BESTSELLER and get it for free. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Gold is a better way. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Morgan, is my question yep. weird or what? 
Uh, it's a little bit off, I think. Um, it's, it's not so much the fact that they're describing it differently. It's all the same activity. It's pretty much universal. Once you get down to it, all the encounters are typically very similar. But the emotional space that these people are in that seems to attract the type of activity that they're getting. Like, for example, when you get somebody who is typically under a lot of stress or has been traumatized in some way or is frightened or upset or something like that, what happens is the activity tends to mirror that emotional space. And what we've discovered is the fact that once those people start to get out of that emotional space, the type of activity that they're receiving starts to change. And if once they're out of it in the negative sense and they start moving into that in the more the more positive sort of living living their best life, so to speak, then that stuff starts to to shape up for them. So where you go into the, a lot of these ghost hunting shows and whatnot and you watch them try to, you know, basically wave a magic wand and decide they're going to, you know, banish whatever it is. And it's really not about that. And that's why six months later in the update, you see the fact the activities come back. Well, it's come back because there's just nobody's done any work. We've watched it time and time again, where these people start to change how they're how they're being and how they're living, and we watch the we watch it clear up for them. It's really fascinating. So, what sort of experiences do people have in these blue zones then? Because I, I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's not that they don't have similar phenomena that takes place there. It's just that it manifests itself differently according yep. to the psychological well being of the experiencer. Spot on. And and it's phenomenal stuff that they're experiencing. And and people experience it here in the West too. I mean, the people that are paying attention to their emotional state, they're experiencing things like uh, loved ones coming to visit. They're experiencing joyful encounters, fun encounters, the stuff that, you know, you kind of want to write home about, you know, all the things that, that make you smile and the, the things that people oftentimes strive for, especially after they've lost a loved one, you know, little reminders or little jokes or things like that. It's all the good stuff. And we see it just time and again. How does that manifest itself? Like, in what way, sort of? I mean, like, is is a um, you know grandmother suddenly sitting at the kitchen table and with a smile on her face, and sure. and then everybody's okay, and they we, they just sit down <laughs> and have a conversation, or or what exactly happens? Well, what's interesting is that when we we start to look at um, the the combination, like for in that kind of an example of. Uh, uh, the relationship between like bereavement and the paranormal and paranormal phenomenon. It's oftentimes when people are in a very, very much a state of non-resistance that this, this stuff starts to, to happen. So sometimes it's an apparition. Sometimes it's the smell of somebody's perfume that, you know, there was a case actually that I, I, I talked to a woman probably about a year ago and uh, they were all at the funeral reception for, you know, a loved one. I think it was her mother and they were standing around and they were having a laugh. They were joking about something her mom had done or said, and they were, they were having a laugh about it. And lo and behold, they not only smelled her perfume, but they heard her laughing. Couldn't see her, but they heard her laughing. It's really interesting. There was a, an experiment done in Ontario called the, uh, the Philip experiment. Uh, I wrote an article about this for Haunted Magazine a little while ago. And basically what had happened, it took place in the 70s. And uh, one of the Toronto uh, Parapsychological Associations there, they decided that they were going to try something interesting. They were going to recreate one of the some of the seances back from the Victorian times. And they wanted to see if they could actually study it. If, but, but they weren't going to conjure an entity that, say, for example, existed in the past. What they wanted to do was they were going to start creating their own consciousness and see if they could turn around and, and make stuff happen. So they actually designed a character by the name of Philip. Philip oh. has never existed. 
Yeah, I think we've heard about this from other guests. Yeah, but I, sorry for interrupting you. Just no, continue no. on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just yeah. Totally okay. He. It was a really interesting thing because they, they so they create this this character Philip. For about a year, they were trying and trying. They were just trying to push it and push it and push it. Nothing happened. So they're like, oh, we got to be missing something. So they go back in in history and they start looking at what these people were doing differently. And the one thing that they were doing that the Philip experiment had not been doing was laughing. They had added joy. Everybody was having fun back in that time. They were enjoying themselves. They were having. They were just having a blast with it. And here, the people at the Phillips table were were getting. You know, they were frustrated. You know, the sessions were really long. It was boring. So they decided to throw in joy. And what was interesting was that as soon as they did that, within about forty-eight hours, stuff started to happen. So they decided to recreate that experiment with another group, different people, different character. They called it Lilith. And they recreate this again, add in that joy factor and bam, stuff starts happening again. And they documented the whole thing. It was really, really interesting. That emotional uh, element needed to be there. That's really interesting, actually. Um, But then again, I think Lilith is a mythological character or possibly you know, I was believed to be some sort of a, an actual spiritual character, right? Yeah, in this case, they made her a, uh, she was a spy. They created a backstory and she was a spy that had been, uh, that had been killed and she'd been in the army uh, and they, they created a whole character around her. So she wasn't related to any, anything that's been in, in the history books before. It was just, this was a little bit new. Just except for the name, I guess, which exactly. you know, I mean, she was like, I guess, a demon of the night who, steals babies <laughs> yeah, something like that yeah i mean that's what not what they were going for with this but yeah they she's she that name's definitely got some baggage that's for sure that is still really fascinating though so what does that suggest then that this is actually some sort of phenomena that's created by the um for lack of a, a better term the mental energy of the participants in this experiment for me, I think I think it's twofold. What was so interesting for, for the interesting points about this? Because the first the first bit that fascinates me is what we just talked about, which was the fact that the joy factor really made the difference. But the second part that really fascinates me is the fact that we we start to delve into something in parapsychology called the hard problem, and that is whether or not consciousness is fundamental, which means it's fundamental in the in in the environment, and it exists without the without people being present or if it's emergent which means it's it's coming consciousness is coming from the brain outwards and what's interesting to me about this is that it starts to really begin to argue the idea that consciousness is indeed fundamental and our scientific models are leaning more and more and more towards the idea that that's the case now which is which would really explain a lot of the phenomenon that that people have experienced so i think it was uh it was a really notable case for for two reasons well, that's it's really interesting you should say that. And I mean, talk about jumping into the deep end of the pool there right off the start, because uh, on our forum here, we have uh, paranormal and the and the uh, philosophy in the paranormal is a thread that goes on for numerous segments, hundreds of pages. And we get really into that question ourselves here. So you've actually hit upon a on a, a show where, yeah, we've really delved into that question quite deeply. And of course, still nobody has an answer one way or the other, but, and it's very contentious. I mean, we're, we're talking about, of course, David Chalmers here, 
philosopher who talks about the hard problem of consciousness and writes about it, teaches, professor, and we've got a number of others. We've got, you know, say, Searle, who takes a different approach to it. And the idea of emergence and fundamentalness, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. So, for example, we have something like, say, electromagnetism. Mm-hmm. Um, or just magnetism, we're finding out that pretty much everything is fundamentally electrical on some level or another, but it still requires certain conditions in order for it to manifest. So, in other words, we can't simply make something that just looks like an electromagnet that will work like an electromagnet. It has to be made out of specific kinds of materials organized in a specific kind of a way in order for it to work. So, although consciousness might be fundamental, that doesn't mean that it doesn't need something like a material brain for it to work, just like an electromagnet needs an appropriate amount of, like, say, an iron core, electricity, and a proper sort of a winding. Guys, with store break. We got more to come with Morgan, Randall, and Gene. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. 
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. Bacon lovers we ship free try our amazing bacon no refrigeration required proprietary value added packaging provides 10 years shelf life and protects the leanest thickest center cut fully cooked bacon in america today ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve savory and delicious wholesale price for your everyday use order today at readytoeatbacon.com readytoeatbacon.com Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back with Morgan Knudsen. We'll talk about our book a little bit later, but right now we're focusing on the deep aspects of the paranormal. Randall. Okay, so where we were going with that, and I'm totally with you there, so I know what you're talking about, and just tried to explain it prior to the break a little bit for our listeners as well. What are you what are your thoughts on the whole thing where we're dealing with the idea of consciousness as being either fundamental or not? Well, I think I think this is where things get really interesting for me because the way we're beginning to understand the human brain is in the uh, very much in the same fashion that we've learned to understand things like our eyes and our other senses. You know, we've got something like the, our eyes with the optical nerve and, you know, we know the, how the rods and cones work and all of that kind of thing. But it's the ability to perceive light is the ability to perceive the environment and have our brain then translate the environment that allows us to be able to actually get an image and, and see what we're looking at. And I, I think the way the hard problem is is sorting itself out because it kind of is sorting itself out on its own in a, in a in a way is that the brain is like a translator you know and it's the, how we translate our environment and whatnot seems to be very much of course related to the fact that you know our our brains function in a certain way because we know that when we look at people with you know brain injuries and things like that which is another subject all into itself but 
you start to wonder if what happens is that, you know, our brains are translators rather than something that's actually you know, projecting the consciousness itself. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough one, but it's interesting. Yeah, it seems from our discussions that we, we, there's definitely two sides. There's the side that would look at it as like acting like simply like a receiver. So the, the existence of consciousness is out there like a radio wave and it comes in. And because we have a brain, it's able to pick up those waves and turn them into an experience. There's the other side that's saying, well, it is our brain is more like a light bulb. And the spiritual side, our, our consciousness, is, consciousness is like the light itself. And, of course, the light is separate from a light bulb. It extends out beyond the light bulb itself. We often have analogies to talk about our spiritual selves as the light and our material selves as the body and so on. So, yet when we turn off the light bulb, that, that light disappears. It's gone. And all that's left is maybe some energy that streams out into the universe before it runs into a wall or something else and is absorbed and tr turned into something else. But there's no continuity of existence for the light once that light bulb is turned off. And yeah. that seems to be more, the, the evidence seems to be mounting very substantially in terms of neuroscience that that's how it works. Our, our brains are what is producing consciousness, even though consciousness is something separate from the material that makes up the brain itself. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a, a fellow in Toronto by the name of uh, Dr. Morris Friedman, and he is he's one of the uh, uh, leading neuroscientists, neurosurgeons there in uh, Toronto University. And he's been doing a, a, a number of papers and whatnot, and you can get the papers online uh, about uh, dementia and uh, mental illness uh, as coupled with uh, paranormal phenomenon. And the findings are really fascinating because what he's theorizing and what he's he's discovered is the idea that once there's if there's a brain injury or there's there's something like a, a you know disruption somewhere what he's finding is that it oftentimes will lead to people having these these experiences but or being able to at least experience the experience but the analogy that that I like to use is that when you take when you've got a camera, a camera has various filters that stop things like different UV lights and, and all of these kind of things. And you have to have all these filters in your camera in order to get a proper photograph. And it's almost like the brain went, if it's injured or there's, you know, some, some of these different, uh, uh, you know, diseases, it's almost like the filters get removed and it's a fascinating, fascinating study. Yeah, it just it opens a whole Pandora's box, basically, is what it does. <laughs> well, yeah, it's really interesting because it, it leaves us with the question before we lose our audience on what it is we're talking about or what the point of it is. It's, it sort of speaks to the idea of continuity of consciousness following the death of the body. And that's the big question. Uh, when we see something like an apparition, and I've had experiences myself along those lines, so I have no doubt that the phenomena itself is real. Absolutely. The question is, are we really looking at something that is a continuity of consciousness or a continuity of personhood after the death of the body, or are we looking at something else and we're just making the assumption because of other connections that we've made between the experience and our own lives? Yeah, and, and what's interesting about, about that too is that I think when we... When you start to get into 
some of the uh, the folklore end of it or, or the so belief end of it. Um, you know, it's it's interesting how people will translate some of these events that go on. And uh, like I work, I work with a lot of different cultures and things like that. As you know, when either when I'm teaching, especially when I'm teaching, and uh, the one program that I was working quite regularly with here was an Aboriginal social work program. And they got not only, you know, Aboriginal people coming in to take the course, but people just all over, from all over the place. There was, uh, you know, people from Haiti and uh, so you got all these different cultures that were kind of mixed in together and it was really interesting, Uh, but they all had a take on it. And the phenomenon that they were describing, of course, was was all the same stuff, but they all had a very different spin on it. And some of the spin was, was very negative. And then you had some that was very positive. And so it just, it all kind of swarmed together. And <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting class to teach because we kind of had to break some of that stuff down and go, okay, well, like, let's, let's take a look at the phenomenon rather than the story that's being told about the phenomenon. So there, there was a difference there and that, that helped them. Now, in terms of people from different places perceiving it differently or having different answers to what's going on, how then do you know what's going on if you've got so many versions? Well, it's not so much that you have so many versions, but it's, it, you know, you'll get, you'll, you'll say, for example, you know, you'll get somebody who's, is, I don't know, we'll just give an example of someone seen an apparition walking through their house right after somebody passed away. You know, you'll get one person that will see that and say, oh my God, that's a terribly bad omen. You know, we, we don't want that. We want to get this, you know, the that that's an omen of death or is something like that. And then you might get another person that will see it and see it as like the, the most incredible blessing of hope, you know, that, Oh, I just saw my, I saw a loved one or I saw somebody, you know, who I, I think has, has passed on. And, you know, that's, that gives me a lot of hope. And thankfully the majority of people, um, when you get into, especially the study of, uh, of this, this phenomenon and bereavement, the majority of people see this as something that's extremely hopeful, thankfully. But, um, you know, you get, you get some cultures that say, no, 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 that's a curse, but they're describing the same thing. So I think you just kind of, you kind of have to cut down to the core of what, what is it that actually happened and sort of strip it down from the, the, the stories and the, the, the belief systems and start looking at just the, the core of, of, of the evidence of what, what occurred. But then, of course, is the devil's advocate question, which is, maybe it's your grandmother. Okay? Sure. How do we know it's your grandmother? It may look like your grandmother. You may perceive it as your grandmother. But how do you know that's what's really being seen and that your well, grandmother is somehow trying to communicate with you? Well, and that's then that becomes the big question. You know, like in a case like that, your, your facts are somebody, something was seen. What it is, I mean, we, we don't have a way to measure spirits. You know, we don't have a way to measure entities at this point. I mean, you get on the TV shows and you see all sorts of weird things like ghost boxes and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, there's nothing. I mean, we don't know what an entity is made of. And until we know that, we can't calibrate a meter to measure one. So, uh, you know, we, we can only report these experiences, you know, document what we can and, and, and take it from there. We're going to split for another piece of business in a moment, I want to remind our listeners about the Paracast Plus. It's a way for you to support the show. You get a version of the show free of the network ads. In answer to those on YouTube who complain, you also get the After the Paracast podcast. And last week, for example, we featured an extension of our interview with Richard Hoffman. So you got 50 minutes more, well, 32 minutes more of him. 
And we do that quite often these days where we ask the guests to rejoin us. We do another interview with them, only available if you're a subscriber to the Paracast Plus. So once again, it's plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Prices begin at just $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month. We also have five-year and lifetime subscriptions. If you worry about the lifetime, we're in our 14th year. So it's going to be a pretty long lifetime, and we give you free stuff for long-term subscriptions. Plus.theparacast.com. More to come with Gene, Randall, and Morgan. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com. And click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit StartLivingYoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny. In the awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Morgan Knudsen. By the way, that book we've mentioned is called Teaching the Living. All right? From Heartbreak to Happiness in a Haunted Home. Now, this is primarily, Morgan, how to perceive what's going on in a haunted house? The book kind of covers a a bunch of different things, but it's, it's really about allowing people the information on not only the the pathology and the inner work that you've that you really have to do in order to to get yourself straightened out but 
how some of the phenomenon and some of the studies that, that we've done over the years have impacted clients. So through the book, I basically take people through some some deep inner work, uh, as well as, you know, this is some of the, the phenomena that we've encountered. This is what, you know, we we encounter the most often. And it, it gives people a little bit of a how-to guide, I guess, as to uh, things that they can do to start changing their life. So we talk about the blue zones and we talk about what they do differently there compared to what people are doing here uh as well as uh you know things that we've we've run into with with clients and and whatnot as well so we we talk about things like you know how to approach for example family members you know how do you ask for help once you're in this situation what do you do about it you know and so it it answers some big questions that we've got uh, i've got over the years and my my colleagues have gotten over the years so uh, we're really aiming to give people at least a bit of a how-to guide as to uh, and give them some insight as to what actually might be uh, their ownership in the situation. So if I'm reading you right here, it's it's the idea that that psi phenomena or parapsychological phenomena, regardless of what it is, it has an effect on the lives of the experiencers, often in a really profound way, and that isn't always interpreted. As particularly positive, particularly here in the West, where we've we've got a lot of negativity associated with it because of I don't know if it's Hollywood or the cultural aspects, but we can maybe get into some of that later. But what you're trying to do is to give people another perspective on how to look at those experiences so that they can turn it into something positive for their life. Absolutely, and then you know what i what i try to tell people even if they're running into an issue with something that's that's really negative is that these entities just as a whole they tend to be indicators they're like emotional indicators and that's not always a bad thing because usually the as i say the people that come to us that are having a really really rough time there's something that's going on and i give this example because this this was a uh, this was actually quite recent it's, it's such a profound example of what i'm talking about we had a uh, a lady give us a call and she uh, was having a just a horrific time her husband and her son and her at that point they were sleeping in their van they were so afraid and uh, the entity that they had reported uh, allegedly in their house had had attacked the son, had attacked her, uh, and had basically left the husband alone, but was very physically aggressive and scared them. There was one incident that scared them bad enough that they ended up sleeping in their car. And uh, so by the time we got a hold of her, uh, you know, she was she was pretty much a mess. And uh, when when I was talking with her, I was I was trying to get her to kind of delve into exactly what was going on prior, what were the emotional stresses, where was the trauma? Because you never get a situation that is that violent without some sort of emotional issue that that that's going on something was not healed and she kept saying no everything's good everything's great you know and she she talked about this for the longest time and then finally she she let it spill that she had just left and it was within about a year of this a extremely physically violent relationship and she had sort of gotten out of that relationship gotten into this new one and the new one was great like the guy was amazing he seemed to be really cool but this other stuff that she had experienced had never healed. She'd never done anything about it. She didn't believe in therapy. She didn't believe she's like, no, no, I'm just going to compartmentalize this in my head and that's going to be it. And what was, what happened was interesting was that she went from this physically violent relationship into this other physically violent relationship. But of course now it's non-physical and it was like a mirror to this, this girl and, and, and what was going on. And interestingly enough, it didn't affect the husband. It had never bothered the husband. 
So when she, we said, look, you know, you, you got to clean this stuff up. Like there's, what was interesting is when she started to do that and she started to do that hard work with herself, the stuff started to go away. So it was, it was very interesting. That is reflective is interesting because sometimes you wonder if the witness in some respects, especially something as violent as that, I'm going to ask you how the violence manifested itself, something that maybe you think the individual brings about? It's not, it's not about blame. It's, you know, cause blame implies fault and it, it's not really about blame. It's, it's just, they don't realize that when you've got an unhealed wound, you're bleeding, you're bleeding and you're bleeding into every aspect of your, of your experience. And now sometimes, you know, you'll get a situation like that and the person you'll, you'll kind of watch them go from, you know, bad boyfriend to bad boyfriend, to bad boyfriend or, or girlfriend or whatever. But in this case, it, it manifested very differently. So I don't think it's necessarily it's about blame. It's just they they don't realize the importance of cleaning that stuff up. I always like to use the analogy that our emotions are kind of like a radio dial. And when we're dialed in to that, you know, 94.5 FM, we're not going to get anything on 660 AM. And you think of your emotions like a continuum like that, almost like, you know, you've got the negative stuff on the one end and the positive stuff on the other end. And depending on where you're dialed in, you're, you're receiving whatever's in that space. That seems to be how this stuff works is the fact that when you get, you know, these, these extremely violent experiences, like with her, it was, it was biting and scratching and spitting and all sorts of stuff. And it attacked her son quite bad, quite violently, you know, but, but what was interesting was she's experiencing some of that stuff with the, with the last husband. Right. So it was, yeah, it's definitely a connection there. Sounds like monsters from the id, the concept in the original movie Forbidden Planet, where the doctor was actually creating the monster that was attacking everybody. Yeah, exactly. It, It sounds something that's more like a manifestation of her own subconscious psychological state rather than the idea that some entity or another had intervened in their lives. Um, Of course, then there might be those who would say, well, no, this could have been an entity. And what it was doing is feeding off that negative energy. And that opens sort of a door, so to speak, from this other negative realm to allow some something like, say, maybe a a demon of some type to enter into her world and cause this kind of problem. How do you look at it, Morgan? Well, it's it's funny, you know, I think these consciousnesses, they, they seem to, they seem to exist in, in under various conditions. And even when we get a place that has experienced something, a series of extremely traumatic events or things like that, we, we tend to see these sort of almost these negative kind of consciousness or intelligences show up. But what's interesting about it is the fact that they don't seem to necessarily have to have people around at the time in order or in order for these things to be existing you know they're they're measured when people are not in the space so i i think it's different than something like psychokinetic energy where people are you know projecting it or or things like that but what seems to happen is that when these people get in range of whatever this is and i i i almost want to dip into the idea of it's almost like a frequency thing but they get into this this range and you know just in the same way that you know when you go into work you know you always kind of you know those people that just like they're like a black cloud and they attract every other person that's like a black cloud around them and they kind they don't say anything to those people but you know who they hang out with based on who their you know who their circle is you know and it's like those those people get attracted to the to people similar to them for a reason you know and i and i think it works that way energetically on a number of levels yeah i guess it i guess it depends i mean 
you know, you, you sort of remind me from, you know, the girl in, in the, in Beetlejuice, you know, it's the sort of alternative girl <laughs> yeah. that, that gets, you know, and so you and you had your friend Stephanie. And so you, uh, you, you kind of done that same thing. You've found yourself this group of people that resonate with you. And so you are now sort of more in tune with all of these experiences yourself. It it doesn't necessarily make you into a negative person. In fact, quite the opposite. You come across as being very positive when I'm listening to you, but that certainly hasn't stopped you from having these experiences. We've got more to come. Hmm. Of course, you don't say Beetlejuice three times and bring on a monstrously clad Michael Keaton. We could. You know, you could. <laughs> then he, he comes in as Batman, and instead of saying he's Beetlejuice, he says, I'm Batman. With Gene Morgan and Randall, you're in the Paracas. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855-844. 9702 now and mention my name Scott Bauer and we will rush you the guide call 855-844-9702 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible call 855-844-9702 now and start learning to trade the right way simply call 855-844-9702 prosper with options stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. 
We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You know, there's some people who believe that Michael Keaton's Batman was the best one. I guess. I mean, he's an okay actor. Hey, the new Joker looks pretty good. Well, so there are these different kinds of groups of people that tend to attract other like-minded people. And sure, yeah, it seems like that there's a, a certain kind of an emotional resonance there. But how does that translate into something that seems like some independent entity that's haunting someone's house? Well, I think you can use the same analogy as, you know, how does how does one really positive person you know, tend to find all the other really positive people, you know, it's, it's sort of the same thing where, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, go out looking or anything like that. But I mean, you know, you, you can, you can walk in, I, I've had the experience myself, you know, where I've, I've walked into a room and whatnot. And, you know, I've had a, I've had an amazing time. I've had great people hanging around me and, you know, had a, you know, just a, a lovely evening or whatever. And then I've, I've gone home and, you know, I've had somebody else call me and go, Oh my God, did you see such and such happen? Did you, you know, did you see so-and-so and, you know, and it was awful and, you know, and I'm going, I no, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just, it didn't even hit my radar, you know, and, and I really think that does have something to do with how you walk, you know, how you walk into a space. There was a, a study done for the life of me. I can't remember who, who it was because brain's not remembering it, but there was a study done. It was really interesting. They, they wanted to determine how people perceived luck. And what they ended up doing was they invited a group, two different study groups, a study group of people that genuinely considered themselves unlucky and people that genuinely did consider themselves lucky people. And they invited them all to this, this house. But what they did was they put a, like a $5 note on the step. And what was interesting was the, the, the experiment had nothing to do with what was going on in the house. It, it had to do with who was going to pick up this $5 note. And what was fascinating was the fact that all the people that considered themselves unlucky, no one saw it, no one picked it up. Every single person that considered themselves lucky immediately saw the note and picked it up and and thought it was great. But it, it starts to make you wonder, you know, where it's like, okay, are they just not perceiving the, you know, the, the $5 note? Is it even there to them? You know, but it was, it was really fascinating. So you kind of start to wonder if, you know, if, if that, you know, begins to tie into something like this.
Oh, I think it does. It it definitely does because you know we've got people who are so skeptical and close-minded about the idea that even just the phenomena that people are even having genuine experiences, let alone what those experiences are, that they just, uh, you know, and of course they don't experience anything themselves or rarely. I mean, I guess maybe there's the exception. Some people do. Some skeptics are changed because they do have experiences anyhow. So, you know, that kind of almost speaks to the objective independence of some of the phenomena as well. Yeah, absolutely. And these and and the the mindset and how important the mindset is going into something like this if you're if you want to pick it up to study because, you know, if you are so if you are so closed to the, the this information, then what ends up happening is is you literally close off the bits of information that may change your mind. So if you've already determined the fact that, you know, I, I, this is, this is crazy. I don't believe this. I don't, you know, whatever, then it literally does close doors for you. And I, and I think people need to understand that it, it really does change how you're perceiving your world. And, and we tend to pull that, you know, pick up on what is going to support our state of expectation, <laughs> you know, about what the, what the research is going to say. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's too bad that there's not more people that, that can, you know, see through that, but it's a, it's a thing. Well, this is really interesting because, you know, like, again, I'm, I'm into ufology. And so the view is, is that, yes, people are having real experiences there too, but for quite a few of us, we're, looking at that particular phenomena as an objective reality, some sort of an alien craft. It's made out of something. It was constructed. It exists whether we do or not, regardless of what we think about it. And so once in a while, we have these converts who say, well, no, that's all just silly and it's, you know, tinfoil hat stuff. And then they'll be out driving along some road and see one themselves and they'll be converted to, like, I always thought it was... uh, in nonsense until I saw one myself. Do you have any stories like that with ghosts and the paranormal? Because they seem a lot more ethereal. They don't seem to be something that you could actually measure or necessarily see as objectively real. Yeah, there's been a there's been a couple of people that have come forward after having an experience and, and have been been turned around on it. Uh, and usually it it does have to do with, you know, your your, your attentions on it for a, a amount of time and you know and then you just kind of let go and because oftentimes it's it's these people that are really trying to force these experiences <laughs> they they never bloody see anything because they're you know they're they're so focused on they're so hyper focused on what they think it should look like you know but i i find that you know attention attention goes where energy flows you know and when uh, when you you start to focus on this stuff a little bit and then you know you you you're able to kind of let go and just let let things happen as they as they are that state of non-resistance oftentimes is what seems to open up the mind a little bit and stuff starts to happen and uh so i think that's what happens with some of these people is you know they they just they focus on it for a little bit they let it go and then you know something something puts them in that state of non-resistance and they're able to observe something that that they can't explain but um you know i think the really hardcore uh, what I found anyway is that the really, really hardcore skeptics are actually extremely afraid of this stuff. And uh, I don't know how it is in ufology, but uh, uh, with uh, the paranormal or at least parapsychology and whatnot, it's usually the people that'll fight you to the death on it that are are quite frightened of of the phenomenon that's happening. 
how about the idea that some of this is connected? And, you know, I have to ask this because you, you are what I would call an expert in, in your particular area of the field of the, of the paranormal in general. And I've been involved in ufology for some time. And I think it's, there's a good possibility that there might be some overlap. Now, am I just seeing that because I'm so involved in my field that I want to, uh, you know, put all of what I think onto those experiences? Or do you think there's a possibility there that we are dealing with perhaps not what we think it is, but a third possibility that there is some actual intervention by some third party, perhaps an alien uh, entity of some kind that is sort of playing with us, making us think certain things, testing us. I don't know. I mean, I, like, I'm not, I, I'm not as as boned up on the the ufology side, so I, I kind of hesitate to comment a little bit. But um, you know, I think I think it again comes back to that idea of of uh, consciousness and like what what exactly are are we talking about when it comes to actual consciousness and you know whether it be something that's like a physical being or something that's that's a little bit more uh life after death kind of idea but uh, i i mean i'm definitely i definitely see i'm i mean i'm a full on believer that we definitely don't stop here uh on the on the planet our consciousness does not stop here when we when we die let's just break it there when we die well there we go more to come with Morgan Knudsen, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, a tour into the paranormal. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The annual Republican Jewish Coalition Leadership Conference is happening in Las Vegas. President Trump addressed the crowd and spoke of his upcoming 2020 campaign and also the economy. Since the election, we've created more than 5.5 million new jobs, including 600,000 manufacturing jobs, things that nobody would have allowed me to say on the campaign trail. They would have said, oh, he exaggerated. He told the crowd of Jewish Republicans that, unlike his predecessors, he keeps his promises. 
The sale of high-capacity magazines is stopped once again in California. A judge has granted an injunction while the state appeals the lifting of a 20-year ban. The same judge threw out the state's ban on magazines last week as infringing on the Second Amendment. This is USA Radio News. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I mean, you know, I love him. Hamilton the pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Gold is a better way. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. The book may not be for you, but the tens of thousands who've read it have been blown away to learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. We're so confident this book will change the way you think about investing. We've purchased a thousand copies from the publisher and are giving them to serious investors. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, we'd like to send you your copy. Just text the word BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. You can buy it on Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, or text BESTSELLER and get it for free. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Gold is a better way. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. <laughs> Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Earlier in the show, I guess you mentioned something about reality shows and everything. I think most of those are made-up jobs. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's frustrating for me because you know most of the the skeptics and whatnot that we talk to, the first thing they start referencing is is uh, you know ghost hunting programs. And it's, it's so frustrating because you've got the biggest universities in the world that have parapsychology labs. We're talking about Princeton, Edinburgh, Northampton, you know, all over the world that have these incredible minds working. And, you know, and immediately they go to the ghost hunting shows, which is so frustrating for me. And yeah, I think a lot of them are just, they are just, just entertainment. And it drives me nuts because when you watch them uh, work, I mean, there's no procedure, scientific procedure at all. And uh, the two shows that I'm, I've been really blessed to be a part of haunted hospitals and paranormal 911. They've really gone the journalistic approach with it and they're supporting people in telling their story rather than uh, trying to make stuff happen. And I'm really appreciative of that because I get to come in and just, you know, and, and give my opinion on the cases and whatnot, but it's more of a, it's, it's more of a support role rather than, you know, we're going to try to make a scenario happen. There is a huge cultural aspect of the paranormal and hauntings and the idea of life after death. I mean, we've 
God, how many Hollywood movies out there that deal with it? And I think that the public is very interested in it, perhaps to an even greater extent than they are in, say, things like UFOs. So I don't think we can really take the cultural aspect out of it in terms of, a, of if you want to call it a field, because it really no, matters. It, it absolutely does matter. And, and it's important that you know, it becomes a mainstream thing. I, I think where it draws a line for me and where, where it bothers me is when, you know, you've got a program that is is blatantly creating, you know, ghost hunting scenarios and things like that. You've got these these programs are, are blatantly, you know, oftentimes faking this stuff. Then they turn around and they bill it as real. And I'm okay with turning around and saying, you know what, this is an entertainment show, go hard, have fun. But when we get a situation where it's beginning to affect people's fear of, the world or fear of the unknown and things like that, then, then I have, I have a bit of a problem with it because we've got enough of an issue right now in our society about fearing the unknown. And I think in a lot of ways in parapsychology it, and uh, people like me and, and that the do this kind of thing, I think we have the duty to not perpetuate that fear needlessly. It just, it rolls into a whole bunch of other things, but you know, we can't take it away. And I mean, there's been great, Great people in pop culture, like Dan Aykroyd, for instance, who has made this stuff accessible. Things like Ghostbusters was fantastic. It put oh, it made it, yeah, it made it something that people could sit around the dinner table and talk about and access properly. It plays a fantastic role, but I think we have to be careful how we label it. Right. It, I mean, it was very obvious that that show was fiction, but I th I think we could safely say that that was like the close encounters of the ghost hunting world. Uh, yeah, it, totally. And the, the funny thing was about that was Dan Aykroyd, he ha has held um, a chair with the um, Society of Psychical Research for years, and his family is steeped in this stuff. So he's very much, interestingly, he's very much about getting out the right information, but he managed to find a way to package this in such a fun way that it allowed people to talk about it. Right. He had another thing. I think it was called Psyactor. For sure a while, did. there was another show there, and that was kind of interesting. There were people going, "Is this real? Is this really?" And it was almost kind of like, uh, well, "I'm not really sure if it is or not," but it was interesting. Sci Factor was great though because, well, it was based off of the cases of a fellow by the name of Christopher Chacon, and Christopher Chacon was is absolutely a like a genuine investigator, and he was funded for quite a long time with more money than we normally see in this damn field. Um, but he was funded for a number of years with some of the best equipment imaginable and was able to go and investigate these situations properly. So Sci Factor was based off of his work and that was really cool. So um, yeah, it was, that was one of my favorite shows too. So, I mean, who are some of the bad actors in the field then? I mean, we, we know in ufology who they are, but I mean, in the paranormal uh, or a ghost hunting? Yeah, I think you get this, some of the, I mean, I don't want to throw people under the bus or anything, but I, I think anytime you're getting the, you know, you're getting the, uh, you know, the sensationalistic side of things, you know, everything's a demon or, you know, everything's a ghost or everything, you know, this, this type of and sensationalistic words like demon and things like that. That's not a, you know, that's, that's a, that's a cultural thing. That's not, you know, that's not science. That's not fact, you know, and it's, uh, so anytime you're getting that kind of thing where, you know, everything's haunted and everything, you know, that's when you start to, you start to roll your eyes. Right. Yeah. And, and well now where then where do the psychics fit into this? Because of course there's a real connection between them and the people in the afterlife. And, uh, I, you know, there's some, been some rather big names out there that 
well, the skeptics have made look pretty bad because they've basically proven that it's they seem to be just hoaxing these connections that they say they're having with these people in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and a lot of the time they, you know, they need to be called out, but you know, there's, there's an amazing institution in the, in the States there um, called the Winbridge Institute. And they are probably, I am such a fan of these people. They're, they're incredible individuals, but they, they vet uh, mediums and they have one of the only comprehensive list of mediums uh, that have been scientifically tested in the world. And they're, they're an amazing, they're an amazing organization. Um, But that you know you've got all of these these sort of television psychics or whatever that go out there and um, in my classes i actually teach about the difference between hot readings cold readings and warm readings so people know what they're looking for this while we're talking about this this is kind of interesting too because it, it kind of um does tail into this is we've got a question on our question bank someone noticed that you're coming on the show and decided to ask do you know Joe Fisher? He wrote a book called Siren Call of the Hungry Ghosts. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Okay. Well, what he's saying here is that um, the gist of the book is that it, his experience is that it's virtually impossible to prove the veracity of what these entities are saying. And he went out of his way to check the information given by a number of supposed spirits of the dead and found some amazing incidental correlation. Um, including actual army units and an RAF unit. But there was also, he found, if I'm reading this right, an absolute denial of the existence of the persons that the entities claim to be that by the actual members of those military units. And so he, it's like as if people were saying, yeah, okay, these, we're these people and we're in touch with these people, but a lot of it is really unverifiable. How, how would you warn your practitioners to be able to discern between the real thing and some sort of deception? You know, it's it's really hard. And uh, but the one thing we do talk about is is the difference between those three types of readings. And um, so, cold, and I'll run through it here just briefly for the the listeners. So, the cold readings are the times where you you know you walk into I don't know like a, a, a sort of psychic room or psychic reading or anything like that, and they immediately they they are asking you questions they're doing things like holding your hands looking into your eyes this kind of thing and most of the questions that they will ask you you've already told them the answer most of the time they're looking for things like your you know how you're dressing your jewelry um you know they're asking you questions like uh you know i i feel like there's a man that wants to talk to you does that make sense um so they're what they're doing is there's something is something called fishing so they're fishing for um you to give them a response back and then they build off of that um so that's kind of the gist of cold readings but uh, hot readings are when they do the research beforehand so you know you might call and make an appointment for example and you know they take your name and they google the hell out of it <laughs> you know and they they go and they research you and they, they figure you out and then they you know it's an, it's an old mentalist trick and then they go and, and pull the information and then you know suddenly they know all this stuff about you um so that can happen and the, the most difficult people to catch are the warm readers and the warm readers are people that will, they've got such a jack of all trades knowledge about anthropology and about history and uh and uh even just uh, genetic research in different areas and things like that, that they pull up things like um, possible illnesses you might have. We'll talk about how they do that 
have accomplished that. And I'll tell you how I react to people trying to do stuff here in the Paracast with Gene, Morgan, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio 
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So this is warm readings, right? Yep. Okay, go on with it. So warm readings are really interesting because they are really the jack of all trades of knowledge. And it's it, they, they tend to have... Uh, just a bit of everything if they know just enough about history they know just enough about anthropology they know just enough about statistics in your in in that town or that area and they seem to pull information from nowhere and they can be the trickiest to catch because they're really really good at it they start to pick all this stuff out and it seems like they're pulling the information out of nowhere but um yeah it's it's very interesting to to listen to them they caught uh i believe it was believe it was sylvia brown it may not have been uh, mm-hmm. but i think it was sylvia brown at one point where um she had talked to a, a african-american lady in her in the audience and had gestured to her throat and said you know i think there's something wrong with your throat i think there's something going on and the woman you know was shocked she was like how you know how did you know that and the fellow who was on stage next to her uh basically called her out and said there's um you know because you've you've probably got a bad thyroid because a lot of middle-aged african-american women who are overweight have a thyroid issue so it's stuff like that where it sounds extremely uh extremely credible but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's probably this other this other bit of knowledge. Yeah, I I definitely have heard some similar stories about them. Uh, it could be the same one. I I'm not going to say for sure because I don't have the exact uh, story sitting right in front of me. But the basics of it is that they were on their way out to what was supposedly um uh, you know a haunted house where people had had things happen, and uh, she was going to go and do her thing whatever it was there and they pulled up in front of this house and she got out of the car and immediately fell down onto the grass and started having a sort of like some sort of a communication moment or something and started with names and places and this is definitely it and then the driver got out and said we've got the wrong address this isn't actually the place (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's a big thing yeah, that's a pretty funny one. I'm sure you could find it if you just Googled sort of that, the gist of that story somewhere. But but still, I, I don't think it's fair to say that because there are things like that that happen, that other people don't have real genuine mystifying experiences. I, I know the thing that I saw was, you know, I wasn't hallucinating it. I was wide awake at the time. I saw it very clearly. And uh, it was uh, there was a whole story that goes around with this. So. Something is going on, but what it is, I don't know. And that becomes a big question. And I think, I think once people can, 
get past the the crazy. Uh, you know, you you can start to drill down to this this stuff on a on a really deep level, and you start to realize very quickly that absolutely there's something going on. And that's the one thing that uh, we've I've really found with uh, working with Paranormal Nine One One because the the cases that are coming to me, it's all first responders. They don't have a dog in the fight. The only thing that they want to do, they get a call from dispatch. You go and, you know, so-and-so is having a heart attack or so-and-so is, you got hit by a car or something like that. The only thing that they know and are going to is somebody that's injured. And the stuff that ends up happening while they're on the scene is absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, you can't discount stuff like that. You know, these people aren't going in, you know, expecting to experience some paranormal phenomenon. They're just expecting to make sure that this person is still breathing. So you get these extremely credible experiences from these people who are are basically born and bred to observe their circumstances. And, you know, you can't ignore them. Tell us a little bit more about this show for the people, you know, for those of us who I've never actually watched it. And I, I don't have a cable subscription. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, so, and, and maybe tell us a couple of, uh, details about some of the more interesting cases. And oh, there's, and there's been some amazing ones. So paranormal 911, it's on, uh, in Canada, it's on, uh, T and E, uh, and in, uh, uh, the U S right now it's on uh, tra- the travel channel. And basically what, what they're aiming to do is support first responders in being able to tell their story because there is such a bias in the medical community that you don't talk about this stuff because you're going to be considered crazy. But there's so many people that have had these experiences and it's important for them to be able to speak it and own it and talk about it because they're incredible. It's, it's incredible what they would experience. So some of the cases that we've got have been so inspiring. And if you think you're alone before you start this show, <laughs> you know, you, you take a completely different turn on it. Uh, by the end of it. And one, probably one of the most impactful cases for me was a, uh, it was a couple of paramedics. They got called to a house and when they got there, it almost looked like there was nobody home and they knocked on the doors, knocked on the doors. Nobody was, you know, finally they, they made their way into the house saying, you know, paramedics were here and they see an older gentleman. He's sitting on a chair in the living room. He's very quiet. And he just, he looks at them and he was like, you need to go upstairs. It's my wife. and they kind of looked at him like, you know, it's kind of weird. He's downstairs and not with her, but they were like, all right, you know, that's, that's cool. You know, you wait down here. We'll be right back. So they go upstairs and the wife is, she's sitting up there full blown cardiac arrest. Like she's in big trouble and uh, she's barely coherent. She's, you know, she's kind of babbling. She's not in a good space and they're talking with her. And um, so finally she starts talking about her husband, her husband, Martin. At this point, the fire trucks have arrived. So the, the firemen, they, they get, they get there and whatnot. And, um, the first person they meet on the front lawn is, is the, this husband, this older gentleman. And he's like, yeah, the EMTs are here. They're upstairs. So they said, okay, yeah, no problem. And whatnot. So as this is going on, the lady upstairs it was seemed to be somewhat shocked that they were talking about her husband at all. And she shows them a, a funeral pamphlet and he'd been dead for a month. And it was the guy that they just saw in the living room. And then we had the, the two, you know, first responders outside that saw him again and had no idea. So they come out and whatnot. And when they all congregate, of course, they've got this, this pamphlet from the funeral and they were just, they were blown away. But this guy called 911 and told them and waited for the EMTs. Like that's, mean, that's, oh, so they would have a recording of that then. 
I believe they do. Yeah. They yeah. would have to because they record they all nine one calls. Yeah, yeah, they would have. It was it was just absolutely fascinating. So I wonder so, if anyone got that recording and tried to do a voice match or something with it. That would be really interesting. Now well, that would be science, okay? Then I mean, you if you got a voice print match from say something like an old video ca- camera session or something like that, where they the family had all been together and then the, it matches the voice print off the nine one one call. Now that would really be something. But let me would, guess, they didn't do that, did they? Probably not. Like, <laughs> you know, probably not. And I mean, I get these cases so long after they've happened, you know, it'd be years after they happen. But that's um, still really interesting, though. That's, and let's, can you tell us another one? Yeah, absolutely. So there was a, uh, there was a, a really interesting case that will be on this season. I don't think it's aired yet, um, but it, uh, it actually took place in the UK. And um, there was a, a bomb scare. It was a bomb scare at a, a shopping center, a great big shopping center out there. And um, the, uh, the, the bomb squad basically came in with sniffer dogs and they were, you know, looking for this, this bomb. They were, you know, scouting the area, make sure, you know, everybody was evacuated on whatnot. But there had been accounts of some sort of entity on the second floor and in near the offices, I believe. And uh, they, had had trouble with this before where it had attacked a security guard up there and tried to choke the security guard. And, um, anyway, they, they get there with the, the sniffer dogs and whatnot. And the sniffer dog goes absolutely crazy. Um, and starts just basically fighting something in mid space and it's staring at something and they can't get, I mean, these are the best trained dogs in the world. I mean, you can't distract these dogs if you, you know, wave a stake in front of their face and they couldn't, it got to the point where they literally couldn't get this sniffer dog off the second floor because he was just absolutely glued and upset and growling at basically nothing. They couldn't see anything. So that was, that really caught me. That was very interesting because knowing how well these dogs are trained. You know, something when it comes to dogs, I can tell you that even our dog can sense things that don't make sense to me. And I'll give you one example. We, we were trying to find the location of a dentist to take my handicapped nephew to. You know, we need a special dentist to deal with him. We had never gone to that place. We weren't sure where the address was. But Teddy Bear has a habit of kind of barking or yelping when we near a location. So suddenly he starts about a block from where the place ended up being. How could he possibly know that we were getting to that place? Because we didn't know. We weren't certain that we had arrived at the right place. But he knew we were approaching it. Strange. More to come with Morgan, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. 
all this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. You go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, my dog is a psychic rather than a psycho. Is that what it is? Maybe that's what it is. I don't. Animals are amazing because they have got such a, a different perception of the world, and they can oftentimes see so much more than we can just because of the way they're 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 built. That's the way they're functioning. Um, I've got a, a python at home here, actually, and he's incredible because he's like a little superhero. He uh, can switch his vision back and forth between infrared and you know regular vision. He can see the UV spectrum and the infrared spectrum and thermal and all sorts of stuff. He He's just incredible, but he's had some really interesting encounters over the years as well. And it's been fascinating to watch him. So yeah, there's some stories about him too. That's really interesting. Yeah. Animals have different sort of sensory apparatus than, than people do. Well, not necessarily different, but often more highly refined, like just a, a smell on a dog is almost like eyesight for people. If depending on which dog you have, it's so incredible what they can they can navigate by it and crowd you know, for miles. Well, and what's interesting, especially with dogs, is the fact that their nose is their first sense. You know, they they rely on their eyes later, and 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 snakes are the same way. You know, his he very much the sight can be very secondary for him. So what they end up perceiving is, I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in his head for a day. You know, it would it would be absolutely mm. incredible. Well, they actually, if I'm remembering correctly, snakes they have an electrosensitivity type of a a sensory perception that I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly how that works or what that would feel like necessarily. Um, but it, I mean, if they can experience something like that, maybe human beings might have something similar. But we're just we're just so tuned out of it that we don't get it. And once in a while, it manifest itself in some of these ways so who knows for sure exactly well 
I'll tell you a funny story about my little guy. Um, his name's Galen and, um, he's just, he's, he's got the most wonderful disposition, the most wonderful personality. He's just, he's just really, really sweet. And he loves his family to pieces and, uh, just a very dear little soul. And he, um, uh, he knew my my biological dad. He didn't know him for very long. I think he was about two years old. He's about fifteen now. Um, but he he knew my my biological dad for a short amount of time before he passed away. And uh, he absolutely loved my dad. He thought he was just the coolest <laughs> coolest guy. And he would just he was the first person he'd, he'd greet and whatever coming in the door. What was interesting was after my dad passed away, I noticed for a while that Galen would he it would he would get his attention drawn to something in the house and like he couldn't break his focus from it like he was just glued and he's got a way he's so funny people think i'm crazy but um because he's a snake but he has this way of greeting people that he knows he he knows his family and he's got this very specific little greeting that he does and i started to notice the fact that every once in a while this would happen probably every six seven months or so he would greet somebody that I, I mean, I couldn't see them. I, and I didn't feel anything or see anything or, or, or anything like that. Um, but he would, he would greet them and he would get very excited and he would have this interaction with whoever it was for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And you could just, you could watch him. And I, I think I've got video of it somewhere. And all of a sudden it was like, he would follow them like either to a wall or out a window or whatever. And it was like they disappeared and he would be left kind of looking around like, oh, they just, they're gone today. Like they just left. And then he'd, he'd move on and he'd go do whatever. But it was the, it was the coolest thing. And I don't know. My my take on that is that I, I wonder if that's that's my biological dad visiting him. But maybe that's my yeah. bias, but it's cool. Well, that's what we humans do. We tend to ascribe those kinds of mysterious animal behaviors to that sort of a thing. I, I have a similar thing with birds and my grandmother. So once in a while, when some strange bird does something different than I would normally expect, I, I sort of say to myself, there's my grandmother, you know, saying hello to me from the animal spirit kingdom kind of thing. But my rational mind goes, no, <laughs> that's not what's yeah. going on. It has to be something else. There's, there's yeah. got to be some other way. But I, I guess it's really just a human thing to, to be able to associate those kind of relationships with animals. People, we've been doing it for as, as far back as humans have evolved, it seems like. Well, and I think too, you know, our, the, the animals don't, the one thing I think we have to recognize is the fact that the animals don't have a societal bias. So they're not looking at it going, whatever they're seeing, they're not looking at it going, they don't have a story about it. Right. And so I think, I think animals can be, can be a credible witness because, you know, if, if Galen, for example, is going and he's, he's greeting something that I can't see. I mean, he, he does that one behavior when he sees somebody he knows and that's it. And I think we have to start paying attention to how animals are, are responding because, I mean, he doesn't have a reason to go do that. He's not trying to make me feel better. You know, he's not trying to, he, I mean, he's got better things to do with his day. You know, he could be going and doing something else. And, and, and it's, it's a very genuine experience for him. So I, I think, I think we have to, you know, pay attention to what animals are, are receiving. I mean, in Japan, they use, for example, they use snakes to predict earthquakes and things like that. And the snakes know about 48 hours before the earthquake hits, right? I mean, so, with that electromagnetic sensitivity or electrostatic sensitivity that they have, that kind of makes a certain amount of sense because they, you know, they slide along the ground. And if that yeah. ground is is becoming highly charged, which it's known to do, 
yeah. mean, there's actually some science there. There could be a linked to animal behavior. And yeah, I think and- in California, they use dogs too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And in, and there we have, again, it's like, you know, if you saw an animal, you know, we saw a snake, for example, doing that, you'd be like, oh, you know, well, they're, you know, they're just crazier. You know, we're just, you know, thinking that something wrong is happening. Well, no, they're perceiving something that is absolutely genuine, you know, and it's like, just because we can't figure it out, <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out too late. Don't worry. You know, <laughs> but well, it's, you know, you got to, you got to pay attention to that stuff because they don't have a, they don't have a dog in the fight over it. You see, we don't speak snake. You know? <laughs> well, that fell over like a lead balloon. Well, you went, you were cutting out there, Gene. You just okay. said something. I said, and everything. I said, we don't speak snake. Right. We don't. It's true. That's true. We do. Well, we can sort of stick our tongues out a little bit, you know, and bob our heads around, I suppose. Good. Well, what about snake charmers? They do. You know, in India, those guys yeah. can can get like right up to like cobras, like you know, deadly cobras too, and they have a way of, of working with them. That's I don't know. They maybe they speak snake. Well, I mean, so, all animals have behavior, right? Like they all have a they all have a way of being, and they all have a, a set of behaviors, just like dogs and cats. Yeah, that's true. No? Yeah, they do, and I guess it's and we're kind of up here at the top of the of the uh, list in terms of intelligence and being able to relate to other things. So we can relate to a lot of different kinds of other creatures in a lot of different ways. Yeah, but, absolutely. But we're getting kind of way off topic here too, <laughs> too at the same time. So can you tell us maybe a bit about sort of what your project, what the project you're working on now is or something more recent and, you know, what's up? Have you, is there such a thing as a, as a paranormal ghost hunters conference or anything like that? There, there, they are out there. Um, right now I've got a, I'll be in uh, Calgary at uh, the end of the month on April the 28th at the uh, Calgary comic expo uh, doing a, a show called belief uh paranormal research in film and television and uh so that's going to be really fun that's going to be at 145 at uh stampede park there and um and that'll that'll be really great so it's 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 really about what we were talking about earlier i'm going to be talking about sci factor i'm going to be talking about ghostbusters and um uh you know christopher chacon and dan Aykroyd and and all those people and and talking about some of the uh uh, ways that that parapsychology has really influenced um, pop culture, even shows like Supernatural, for instance. There's a a, a story that became very famous on uh, on that show about the Wendigo, and the Wendigo has has very strong roots here in Alberta. So there's there's going to be a lot of crossover. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're having a lot of fun here. Of course, I can't always see the shows from Canada. I haven't watched a lot of TV lately. For many thousands of reasons. And I guess I've recovered from the TV habit. Not having the ability to watch all the cable channels I used to watch. And all that sort of thing. We're having a great time here with Morgan Kutzen, Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall, Murphy. You're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold is a better way. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. The book may not be for you, but the tens of thousands who've read it have been blown away to learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. We're so confident this book will change the way you think about investing. We've purchased a thousand copies from the publisher and are giving them to serious investors. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, we'd like to send you your copy. Just text the word BESTSELLER to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776. You can buy it on Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, or text bestseller and get it for free. Text bestseller to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Gold is a better way. Text bestseller to 49776. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know their good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. 
If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I was thinking here a couple of shows we did on the Paracast where we had so-called psychics. I say so-called because I don't know what they can do. And in these particular cases, they tried to do a reading of me on the air. And, you know, I don't know if they knew much about me. I gave them this request without any warning. I didn't say, well, we're going to have thus and so give me a reading. Didn't say a thing. So they'd ask me questions trying to lead me on, and I was stone-faced, verbally. Didn't lead them anywhere. And I really confused them because I didn't give them the clues they needed to perform. I'd love to have a real psychic on this show. I don't think we've ever had anyone interested enough. I think they think we're too skeptical. Maybe that's it. Well, maybe. I mean, I I think a lot of the people that I've met that genuinely have this extremely intuitive ability, they're, they're not out giving people reading. That's that's the other thing is that the the abilities they seem to be able to uh, just they, they're very in tune with their environment. Um, you know they pick up on things like uh, past events in a space. You know they they oftentimes will report seeing apparitions or or seeing you know images that other people can't see. Um, you know you and then you start leaning into things like remote viewing and and stuff like that. But most of them really don't have the want or the uh, the need to be labeled with the name as you know psychic or medium or anything like that. Um, you know they they've got their private connection with source or non-physical or you know whatever you want to call it and and they're they're happy with that. So I I, I think as soon as you get into the whole, you know, I, I want to be known as a psychic, you know, you, you tend to get into a lot more of the 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 fraud area or the you know the people that maybe even believe that they can do this stuff and they're actually really just cold reading and don't know it. But then there are some people who do take this quite seriously. Sounds like you do yourself. You don't sound like you're just uh, put, trying to put on a show for people. It sounds like you have a genuine constructive interest in trying to understand what it's about. And you're not alone. Have you ever heard of the AWARE study? Yes. Okay. See, that is that impresses me right away because I've asked that question to some people who should know and they don't. But So what do you make of that then? Because their study was, uh, you know, really came up fairly negative. Yeah, I th- I think you know it, it depends on how you kind of want to look at it. I think when whenever we get into uh, you know any sort of group study or anything like that, um, you know you get these you, you get people that are going to we set a state of expectation, and then depending on the state of expectation, it can influence those experiments. So, and we see this actually interestingly enough with the double slit experiment uh, as well. And Dean Radin, who's he's amazing with it. And uh, the ions, uh, the ions organization, uh, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, they um, have done the double slit experiment over and over and over again. And every single time they've realized that their intention in going into the experiment actually ends up influencing the experiment itself. 
to the point where now Dean Radin won't actually be in the room when the experiment's going on because he knows that he influences it to the point where he gets the same same damn thing every time. Um, so I don't know, like every time you get into the idea of, of psychics or psychic realms or anything like that, you've got, you know, pressures on people that are, you know, doing the experiments or are, um, are participating in the experiments that aren't there normally. It's psychic abilities. They're really hard to test. So unless you're doing something like the Gansfeld, you know, which is such, it was very standard in, in uh, testing psychic phenomenon and whatever, there's so many factors to this. It, it really becomes difficult to, to sort out and, and test. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's up in the air. I mean, we've seen, we've seen both sides of this where, you know, you get uh, results that are extremely negative and then you get the results that are extremely positive and you can have, you know, two different groups led by two different people and, and you get different results. So that's tough. Well, the, you know, the reason I mentioned the aware study, of course, is because it really tied in with uh, your paranormal 911 yeah. because we're, we're dealing with actual doctors in operating theaters. So we're, you know, it's with methods that are, would be pretty much indisputable if they were to turn out uh, positive. And yet out of the hundreds and hundreds of studies that they did with this, uh, and it doesn't look like there's a lot of what you're saying, like bias or uh, expectations of people that are involved in that. We're talking simply about uh, people being able to see a target, a screen, a message that's up above them in the yeah. operating theater, should they have an out-of-body experience. And, uh, you know, with out of all of those results, nobody had that experience where they could, they could actually say that they floated up out of their body and, and could identify what this target image or message was. So, yeah. you know, that's what... It's tough. Yeah. And, well, and then the double split, experiment or double slit experiment excuse me there you know i've looked at that and in some of the stuff raiden has had to say too and and the actual scientists physicists who understand what the double slit experiment is about and when you really look at how it's done and how it's measured there is no possible way for anybody to make the kind of claims that consciousness affects the outcome it's it's not possible and therefore it can't be taking place so i think you know with the aware experiment though i mean you've got you've got we don't know what creates a near-death experience so the the problem with that i have at least with the aware with the uh with the, the aware experiment is the fact that we we are lacking information when it comes to this when it comes to things like near death experiences i think you know, in order to be able to consistently test something like that, you know, you have to be able to understand exactly what it is. And we're still back on debating whether or not consciousness exists after death. So it's like, so that becomes a, a whole factor. So I, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's where it gets really tough in terms of trying to figure out exactly what it is we're even talking about in some situations. Because if we're talking about consciousness as our experience of living, which seems to be probably the most rational, reasonable explanation of what it is on a subjective level, then what we have is people having experiences that they think took place during a time when technically their biology shouldn't be able to facilitate it. 
And yet they report these experiences back to us later as if that's what was taking place at the time. And I think we have to be really careful with that because what we're getting when that happens is this story after the fact. In other words, they had an experience in an operating room or during an accident where they floated up out of their body and experienced a bunch of things and then came back later when their brains were perfectly functioning to tell us about it. And in no case ever has anybody been able to relay something like that in real time to someone. Two more segments to spend with Morgan, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. USA Radio News with Wendy King. It's better and much more effective than the previous wall. President Trump inspected a portion of the new wall on Friday. He toured a two-mile section near Calexico, California. A plaque proudly decrees that this is the first section of President Trump's border wall. During a discussion with border officials, he was told border agents can't handle the recent flood of migrants coming through Mexico from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. In El Paso, Texas, some congresswomen visited a border detention facility. California Congresswoman Lauren Underwood. It's heartbreaking. I have never experienced anything like we saw today on U.S. soil. And I will take back to Washington a commitment to ensuring that we do everything in our power so this never happens again. This is USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 
Omega 50 Plus will work for you, we'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855 9702 now and mention my name scott bauer and we will rush you the guide call 855-844-9702 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible call 855-844-9702 now and start learning to trade the right way simply call 855-844-9702 prosper with options stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. I always bring up red herrings and stuff, so I'll do it again. We had an article posted by a guy named Miguel who goes by the name Red Pill Junkie in our newsletter, the Paracast newsletter, where he gave very specific, detailed reasons why he concludes that near-death experiences, and UFO abductions are related. I opened it up. Let's see what happens. Okay. Well, yeah. So just before the break there, we were saying that when it comes to out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, which are essentially out-of-body experiences that happen when someone is supposedly incapable biologically of producing any kind of experience, that they happen. But then it's always recalled after the fact when their brain is perfectly functioning. And similarly, we, I guess, Gene, we have alien abduction experiences where people seem to recall them later through hypnosis. And uh, after the fact, we don't have any witnesses who were there at the time saying, I saw that person being abducted, at least no credible stories where we can say, I was there, I witnessed this person being taken aboard a craft. It's always, it always is told after the fact. Yeah. And I mean, and with near-death experiences, you kind of have the same issue where you're you're we're looking again at people's you know experiences and encounters and things like that but you know when we're when we're trying to figure out what they're able to relay you, you have to start to ask the question okay well what is relaying the information right so that and that's to say where I, I start to have trouble with you know experiments that come back as oh you know that doesn't exist it's negative or whatever well hold on what do you think is doing the relaying of the information though because we don't have a way of understanding or measuring that and i'm i'm not saying yay or nay one way or the other but you know i i think i think people tend in these in these cases especially with parapsychology to want to rule out something that they really don't have an understanding of to begin with because they've got a preconceived story about how it's supposed to work and it's like well we don't know 
what part of the consciousness, for example, is leaving the body if if that's what's happening. And if that if we don't know if what's happening there and we don't know what is supposed to be relaying the information or how it's interpreting that information, then it becomes really difficult to create an experiment around it. Exactly. That that's exactly my point. That the assumption is that someone's consciousness is leaving their body. But that assumption may be completely wrong. So we can't assume that that's what's taking place. We can assume that, say, a person who's had the experience isn't lying, for example, that they're being honest with us and telling us about an experience that to them seemed perfectly real. But to jump to the conclusion that it means that they, their actual consciousness or uh, state of mind at the time that experiences the world was able to leave and float outside of their body during a certain period of time, we can't assume that because we don't have any evidence of that. But yeah, and then on the opposite side of it too is that we can't assume it didn't happen. And and if if that's the case, if it you know if that is what's happening, then we get into a whole other a whole other ballpark of how does that consciousness then operate outside the body? How is it perceiving things when it's not being translated through the brain itself? So we don't know how that consciousness is, is reading its world, right? So there's there's a whole bunch of of factors that go into it that I, I don't think people really. You know, they assume that the, the the mind is just going to work exactly the same once it once it's outside the body, but we we don't know that either. So there's a lot of factors. We can't even assume that it does, because we have really no actual evidence of that. But what we do have are these experiences that lead people to sort of believe that that could be the case because of the nature of the experiences. Like, for example, uh, in the story you were telling us about the nine one one, where the patient's husband was seen by other people. Yeah. Well, the, the natural conclusion there then, if that person is in fact deceased, is that, well, they lived on after they died in some way, shape, or form that allowed them to manifest themselves before the responders. And yet that may not be the case at all. We may have something else entirely that is portraying itself. It may be real. It may be physically real. Like we are or in another sense, and not be the person's actual husband, but just presenting yeah. themselves presenting themselves to the responders in that form in order to, for them to do whatever it is they, they wanted the responders to do. They make the phone call, the responders get there, they direct them to that room, and they take the form of that husband in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many, so many factors in it. And I think, and well, and even the one thing that's been suggested over the years too, is that, you know, we're, we're kind of bleeding into some sort of parallel universe or something like that, right? Where this, that guy's still alive. So, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of different, different outtakes on it. I mean, like my, my gut feeling on it and my, my personal opinion on it is I, I think it was her husband. Um, but you know, as I say, I, I, you know, I can't throw evidence at that or anything like, and or anything, but, uh, you know, that my opinion is, is I, th I think that that happened, but, um, you know, there, there are, there's so many different takes on it. Can we, you know, point at it and scientifically say, yeah, that's what it is. No, we can't, we're not at that point yet. No, but I think we are at the point where now we can start to look at say a hierarchy of reasonableness in terms of suggesting what is more likely to be the case than other ideas. Right. Yes. So, so we could say we we could, in other words, we could go back. We could maybe take the um, 
a biblical approach, an old Southern biblical approach, that these are spirits of the dead, and or maybe they're demons incarnating themselves or inserting themselves into our world. Or we could take another approach and say, well, what does that really mean? How do we define life after death? Is it a continuity of personhood? What does it mean to be a person? And start to break those things down in a really organized, critical thinking way to say that, well, this particular idea seems to make a whole lot more sense than this other idea, and therefore it's probably more likely to be true. Yeah, and I think people's, I, th- I think we ignore, I think we ignore our intuition a, a lot more than we should in, in a lot of these cases, and I think sometimes you just kind of know, and when you experience some of this stuff, you, you know, you know when something's happened. And I think people in, in many instances, I mean, and I know there's bias and I know there's all these other things, but, you know, I, th- I think you kind of get a gut sense about, about certain situations. And um, I mean, I wasn't there for this one or anything like that, but um, I, I think our intuition tells us a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, having, having experienced, you know, a number of encounters and whatever myself, you, you, you kind of get a beat on it. and. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's something we can't ignore either. Well, yeah, well, that's true. I think we need to recognize both and say, okay, if we get a feeling, well, all right, now let's examine it from that critical thinking perspective. Otherwise, it leaves us open to making assumptions that just simply could be false. And I ha- I've had one of those kind of experiences. Uh, for example, well, my brother was killed in a car crash. I um, inherited most of his stuff, including his computer. And I was trying to sort out his estate. And so one of the places I was looking was on his computer for uh, something, you know, the files I needed to do the job and so on as the executor. And, and I was missing him, of course, very much. I was very, very close to him. And uh, at, all of a sudden, there was this thing that popped up on the screen that was a message actually written by him and i got all the hair stood up on my neck i got that feeling that he was in the room all of that stuff that i've had before when i've experienced other far weirder stuff and i thought wow you know he's actually trying to talk to me but i was kind of inexperienced at computers in those days and it actually turned out to be part of the outlook program that was set to do that and so all of my reactions and and senses and intuition that said this is him trying to communicate with me were wrong and i had to accept that you know so that's why you know we need we, we we really have to it's okay to have it but we have to recognize we have to buffer i think that intuition with reason we've got a reason to split right now for a few seconds or a few minutes, depending on whether you're hearing this in the Paracast Plus version. Final segment with Morgan, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. 
You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late 800-213-9264 Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow But soon, you'll need a plan and place to survive Forget bunkers, you're not a live underground gopher you need Survivalist Camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at SurvivalistCamps.com. That's SurvivalistCamps.com. Trust your family's survival to SurvivalistCamps.com.
Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right, where's the time gone? It must be in another dimension. Randall? Yeah, I think we could certainly... Yeah, we're still only scratching the surface, aren't we, Morgan, here, of, of some of the really good stuff. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating subject because uh, although I try to be skeptical, like I say, yeah, it, it, that doesn't mean that people aren't experiencing these things and there's some truly weird stuff going on. And I'm getting the sense from you that you are doing your very best to do the same thing, to look at it from a critical thinking perspective, to apply science where it can be applied and to try to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and trying to make that information palatable to, to the public as well. And, and that's a big goal for me with whether I'm doing shows or, you know, the live shows or, or anything like that is just to, to make it accessible to people is so important and give them a place of to go for information that's empowering and positive. And I mean, the, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's the best thing. So, And I really get that from you. I mean, you just come across as being a very positive person who's just looking into this stuff with a, with a great deal of passion. And th- that's really fabulous. Actually, before the show, we were communicating a bit, and you were telling me about some of the stuff that you do. And one of the things is is a fire presentation. What exactly is that? Yeah, so I, I work with um, the fire arts, and um, it's really, really a great way to teach people about paradigm shifting and getting them a visual representation of how the story we've been told about something isn't always grounded in complete reality. And I I do, I work a lot with fire and a lot with things like fire eating and all sorts of stuff like that. And so it's, it's a great visual way to teach people about the stories we tell ourselves about certain things and keep it very science-based, but it brings that art form into it. And that's, and that's really important for me. So usually my, my adopted dad will compose the music for it and I'll do a, I'll do a show and whatnot for it. It just, it's a great visual way of, of people being able to get their head around the fact that what we see in our experience isn't always, and what we're told, what we tell ourselves isn't always true. I think I would, actually pay to go see that so I'm but glad. will you be <laughs> will you be doing any of that in uh, at the end of april here in calgary will you be bringing uh, that with you or <laughs> i'm not sure yet um i mean hey if they've got a fire permit it's coming but <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know if we're, we're going to be doing it in calgary but there there's definitely uh we we bring it to the as many shows as we can that uh where the venues allow it so yeah it's it's a great way to teach people and it's and it's absolutely fascinating to watch so what is your sort of ultimate goal in pursuing all of this? I mean, is, is it can't be just to experience it and, and it can't be just necessarily to figure out sort of what the nuts and bolts of it is. We all want to experience it and we'd like to know what it really is, but, or, or maybe those are the things for you. What, what is your real motivation? What drives you to do this still after all this time? There's a couple of things. I think uh, I love being able to get in a group of people and be able to teach. I, I love teaching. I love being able to watch people make that emotional shift in their head, whether it be a paradigm shift or you know make sense of what 
have has happened to them and further that aspect of it i've i got a really huge passion for being able to do that i do a uh, a classes uh, here in edmonton both walk what i call walking classrooms and something called the fireside ghost experience and both of those is all about just getting people in a group and getting that energy up and watching them come to these incredible conclusions and so being able to teach and sort of allow that to you know seep into the world for me is is a blast yeah it just that just doesn't get old for me it's it's really cool to watch people's evolution that sounds absolutely fabulous do you make a living doing this or or do you have kind of a regular day job if you mind me don't mind me asking I make a living doing this with investigations and things like that. I, I don't do a lot of that anymore. I really have leaned into the teaching side of it, but um, investigations and whatnot have always been free. You know, all the workshops and that kind of thing is all, have always kind of funded that aspect of it. So, but you know, I've got my book and and whatever, and get to do these 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 classes, places, and whatnot. And we try to keep the like ticket costs and things like that as as low as we can because like I really believe that this information should be accessible to everybody. You know, it shouldn't be a matter of, you know, what's in your bank account. So we're we're trying to keep that at a, a really, really easy level for people to come and participate. Now I can't relate this of course to American dollars, but if someone wanted to come to your sessions, what would it cost? It depends on, of course, depends on the show. Like, I mean, in the, the case of the end of April, I mean, like Calgary Expo, of course, <laughs> she set, sets the prices and whatever. But um, my walking classrooms is $20 a ticket. Uh, Fireside Ghost Experience, because we use uh, a limo bus and, and all of that kind of thing. It's uh, $80 uh, for the evening and it's three hour class. So it's it, we, we try to range it within a, a reasonable rate. 20 bucks will get you into our walking classroom. If you go to Disneyland, you spend a week's salary with your family. Think <laughs> yeah, about no that. No kidding. Uh, you know, we haven't really mentioned this. Do you have family who follows your work? Yeah, I've, it's 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 really cool. My my mom is is uh, supportive. My my production family is my uh, is is really such a core of, uh, of what I do. I've uh, I've got some amazing people that help me out with sound and cameras and filming and whatever, and they're really a core. And my my adopted dad in BC. He's he's one of the most amazing people in my life, and I just love him to pieces. And he's just ridiculously supportive of everything I'm doing. So I, I've got a I've got a really great I've got a really great core of uh, of supporters and and people that just you know they they love what I do and they they firmly believe in it, which is so important. So it's it's really great. Well, somebody definitely needs to do this stuff, and it's been. Uh... It's a real pleasant surprise to find that someone like yourself uh, is doing it up here in Alberta, where I live, and uh, that I can actually maybe come down in April, at the end of April here, and check it out. So That'd be great. You see, that's Most so of- different from a lot of the guests we have here, where I can see them. They might be coming to the Phoenix area. But in this particular case, Randall doesn't have to venture down into the colonies to see what's going on. Yeah, I'll have no excuse this time. I'll have to. I'll have to make sure I go. Definitely. Well, you get three demerits if you don't go to attendant. Hey, I want to ask you very quickly before we go, Morgan. We have a supplementary show after the Paracast where we can go on with further discussions for thirty or forty minutes. Would you like to maybe schedule something like that for tomorrow afternoon? Do you have time? Yeah. I could. Okay. So, folks, she committed herself to being also on After the Paracast, where we'll have a lot more discussions about 
her paranormal investigation. It's fascinating. For those who want to get in touch with you, Morgan, please tell our listeners where to find you. Yeah, the best place to find me is uh, entityseeker.ca. And uh, I'm on uh, Facebook and whatnot as well under Morgan Knutson and Entity Seeker. So you can find me pretty easily. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all of that as well. So I'm usually I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> you have a few seconds. Pitch your book. Sure. So the book is Teaching the Living from Heartbreak to Happiness in a Haunted Home. And if you've got questions about things that have happened in your family, family legacies with this stuff, how the emotional side of this relates to what you're experiencing and how to take back your life, this is the book for you. And it's on uh, amazon.com and .ca and uh, entityseeker.ca as well. So you can grab it there. I just changed my name to Cyclops Steinberg with only one eye working here. Seriously, you can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. Look for the Paracast fan clubs, both of them. On Facebook. And look for the version of the show that helps you really support us called the Paracast Plus. Paracast Plus offers the After the Paracast podcast where you never know what's going to happen and Morgan's going to return to do a little bit of further discussion on this weekend's episode. And we do that every so often where a guest has the additional time where we just haven't finished talking about it. But the only way to hear after the Paracast is to sign up with the Paracast Plus. For more information, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. We also offer a version of this show free of the network ads. One segment goes into another with a one-second space. So you get time to breathe before the next segment begins. For more information, plus.theparacast.com is where you go. Prices start at just $1.49 a week. Give up that coffee and try it out. Morgan Knudsen, thank you so much for joining us on the Paracast. That was a blast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.